0: Today's show is brought to you by one of my favorite companies, Care of Vitamins. Uh, I have a hard time figuring out what to take when it comes to vitamins. Mostly, John, I just talk to you about that and say, <laughs> what are you taking? I'll take that. Well, I went to I went to takecareof.com and I took this, this survey. It was like a quiz about my lifestyle, about the things that I have problems with, and they gave me a customized list of vitamins that i should be taking to compensate for some of my problems with, with with digesting food and staying focused throughout the day and then they sent me this beautiful box with customized packets that they made especially for Gibb on them. And they and I don't have any annoying pill bottles on the counter because my wife, just like you, is done. You're looking at me? Yes, is done with me having more pill bottles in the house yeah, for Connie all the different supplements and vitamins that I take. She I
1: didn't tr- throw
0: your organized because you have a whole set So, so one this every is room. gorgeous. It's a beautiful box with with um, with custom packets of the vitamins that I just open the vitamin packet and I take it every day. My kids think it's hilarious. They love it. They, go, oh daddy, you're taking your vitamins? pack and I we, they gave us a free month when we when they started sponsoring the podcast they gave us a free month and I used it but now I'm actually a paying customer. I loved it so much that I stayed with them. I pay for my for my care of vitamins because I love them that much. I believe wholeheartedly that you guys will too. So go to uh, go to takecareof.com you get your personalized recommendation just like I did you can get that today. Our listeners can get 50% off their first order if they use offer code tesh. Once again, that's takecareof.com, offer code TESH.
2: And now that you have your vitamins, right, and they're all set, and you don't have to worry about that anymore, we have your new workout, and that is the Veradesk. So Veridesk, uh, Connie and I both rock this thing every day. It's basically a desk that allows you to make the decision very, very quickly by just grabbing either side of it and just going s- straight up or straight down. You can sit down. You can be in a crouching position. You can be in a standing position. Don't be in the, crouching, be in the crouching position. I love that idea. You can, that's a, that's a, but too, you, don't, yeah. you shouldn't I love, do it. It keeps I love that. you
3: from being in that yeah. position. Yeah. Yeah. You this can is, raise it. You don't have to be But you can over. if you want
2: to. Did you, you love that? You when, when I got you, and I, and I got you your desk before, uh, before they were even a sponsor. Did you love it? Was it I great loved gift?
3: it. Well, I saw you had it, and I loved what you were doing with it, and I was having that problem with my back. And so you said, this is what you need, Yeah. and you got me one, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. love it. And
2: how do you use it?
3: I use it standing and sitting. But I like to stand a lot. Mm-hmm. And what was happening is I was leaning over my desk mm-hmm. and I was having back problems. So this allows me to stand when I want to and not crouch.
0: And it's so easy. No matter how many you know peripherals you have attached to your computer... The desk lifts easily. Yep. It's counterbalanced perfectly so you well can said. so anybody can just use one hand and they you undo the little locks on the side and the thing comes straight I up. I
3: wouldn't put a vase with water on it, but I anything else you <laughs> uh,
0: She she <laughs> well, would not kill the buzz. <laughs> but it's, a, it, it's an amazingly smooth move from from standing to sitting and it does not require a lot of strength no matter how many monitors you have to have. That's true. <laughs>
2: Don't put a vase on it, but so that's please, use the com water.
0: slash podcast. You go to veridesk.com/podcast, V A slash podcast, V-A-R-I-D-E-S-K dot com slash P-O-D-C-A-S T, and you can get your
2: Veridesk today. We use it, it's awesome. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for your Life the podcast. I'm John Tesh here with my my faithful co-host, Connie Selica, and I Silver. And your, uh, faithful, your faithful steed. We have, our goal is to move you from the place you are right now in your life is our battle cry to the place you were meant to be. We're going to do that with some healing experts today, so stay with us. But first of all, uh, a quick apology from me because, uh, as you may have noticed, we didn't have a podcast uh, last week because I was puking my guts out. Um, you were everybody...
3: puking your guts. No. I, I, you I, was, had I, I was intense nausea.
2: I was figuratively, I, my body was turned inside. I basically had my first round of chemotherapy because uh, those of you who may have been listening very closely know that I've been under treatment.
3: Yes, and, yeah. and you were quite nauseous, but you actually did not regurgitate.
0: Okay, for those of you that really <laughs> wanted specifics about about John's well, he's nausea, Was
3: puking his guts out.
0: Well, in my mind, I was. All right. Well, and for those of you that are still listening, uh, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. there was no uh, actual vomiting, but it was it was an intense day for him, and so we, we it was intense A couple of days, days. Well, so, forty eight hours. The recording time that we were meant to record the podcast was an intense day right. for him, right. and so and so we didn't end up getting the podcast done for last week, so we. apologize. Apologize,
2: but let's talk about just no no. um, Anyway, for those of you who have had chemo, I know some of you are listening. You understand what I'm talking about. It's it's a very different experience. Uh, The good news is I'm going to live for a very long time. Yes, uh, a couple of years, at least. Um, But uh, yeah, it was. uh, It's it's not. We're in the middle of that. We're actually putting together a whole sort of journey, uh, my journey, for uh, for those of you who'd be interested in that, because it's an interesting family journey, and I should say. Publicly here to uh, to Gib and uh, and to Connie, uh, thank you for uh, for uh, sort of catching me when I I fell so hard one day that I that I was literally just a pool of nothing, and uh, and the two of them kicked everybody else out the room and they he, and they, he two, didn't
3: two. actually fall.
2: <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, Captain Captain Specificity over here you were in my head.
0: Yeah, uh, wow. His, so some his... people some people in this room have never heard of metaphor. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we, it's our pleasure, his spirits, obviously.
3: His spirits definitely fell; they yeah. plummeted. But anyway, and we picked him up. You did, and the Lord picked him up.
2: Yeah, yeah. We hit Put that. Put him with, back on track. We hit that with prayer really hard. Yes, yeah.
3: And okay. it was um, it was a rough forty eight hours, but um, you're feeling much better now. And the first twenty four to forty eight hours were not bad, surprisingly easy, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and and listen, so we, we've learned a lot about doctors in this in this journey. And so Dr. Christopher Logothetis. At MD Anderson. MD Anderson. I mean, this guy's got, I don't know, how many patients does he have? And he's like texting you at 4.30 in the morning seeing if I'm okay.
3: Yes. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, really impressive. Really,
1: really what a place. Yeah.
3: Held my hand through the whole process yeah. of yeah. being the caregiver. Yeah. And I really, really appreciated that.
2: The, uh, the, the sort of remote... Um, how palpating you were doing of my stomach was a little weird though I'm yes he laying- told me
3: to lay you down and, and examine you and I, know. Report what I was <laughs> From finding- from because
2: he was in Houston and we were in, we were in Los Angeles So I think it's fitting that this would be we would continue with our series right Kim yeah. it was like going, from, like going from playing doctor <laughs> to actually talking to doctors yeah yeah so so the, our, our goal on this show very similar to the uh, last time we did this, is to uh, is to plug you into these really high level MDs, uh, PhDs, and nutritionists that uh, that we have interacted with on Intelligence for Your Life and Intelligence us, for Your Health, especially your with health. Connie's show, Intelligence for Your Health. Um, and you can find at IntelligenceforLife You can find where you can listen to Connie's show as uh, her, her radio show. So one of our favorites, right, Gib, is uh, Dr. Travis Stork.
0: I think it's it's not uh, it's not a subtle thing that I have a little bit of an intellectual man crush on this guy. Or I look up to him in a, in a very real way. So, yes, Travis Stork is one let's of my do, favorites. This, let's do this again.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, he, he is, what's really fascinating to me is that we, you know, we're always so worried about the fried food and, uh, and all these other you know, smoking and drinking and all these other risk factors. So now uh, the Mayo Clinic has described excessive sitting con as the new smoking. I mean, that, that's a quote from them. So yeah. sitting too much is, is the new smoking. I
3: didn't realize it was that dangerous, yeah, you, yeah. But if you go to I can the, understand how it's, dangerous it's, it's, it's it is. It's
0: its own risk factor. If yeah. you, even if you go to the gym in the morning right, and you work out for 45 minutes and then you sit for the rest of the day, you are undoing the work you did at the gym. Yep. That's how bad sitting yeah, is for you. Yeah. Well, your
3: body's in a folded position for so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good dear. point. So Blood that. is not circulating as easily as if you stand up. So I'm, I'm the hearing best don't sit do-
0: and don't be a magician's assistant if body folding <laughs> is the problem. Oh
2: gosh. <laughs> you were going to say it, huh? Con? Oh, my gosh. Sorry, folks. Um,
4: okay, let's listen to what he had to say <laughs> on my show. So the issue with sitting isn't that it's inherently bad. It's that too much of it's bad. And when you're sitting for prolonged periods, what's going on? Well, physiologically, I should say your your metabolism is not overly engaged. When you're out walking around on your feet, not only are you engaging your core, but you're engaging all those muscles that help support you standing up erect. Um, If you think about sitting, what happens is we lean forward. And when you lean forward with that bad posture, even something as simple as taking a nice deep breath can be compromised. And that's another thing people need to think about. If you have to sit, sit in a way where your back is properly supported, your feet flat on the ground, Um, in a really nice position rather than slouched over. There
0: you go. How many of you did what I just did, which is start standing up straight, put my (laughs) feet feet on the ground as he was talking um, about that?
3: Well, we have been in a a period of being very aware of our postures around here. Mm -hmm. We're constantly correcting each other and trying to straighten out our postures. Our postures. I had scoliosis as a child, so I'm very aware that I have bad posture. (laughs) And, why I'm just laughing? thinking the
2: people listening to this show, going, "These people really have a lot of problems."
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think one one of has got of cancer, one well, got a bent one back. One of the reasons we're so passionate about, about the show is because we've all had issues <laughs> exactly. that we. thought so Who pe- hasn't? Only there I mean, therapists are, are some of the worst. Uh, some of the people with some of the most traumatic childhoods because they want to
2: explore it. And solve their problems. Would you like to tell the folks at home uh, what 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 was wrong with you? I, I, have, I, don't, I can't remember anything.
0: I don't know. I just slouch a lot because I use oh. a laptop. So I oh, have to get okay. a posture brace now. So Gibb
2: right. and I both
3: have posture braces and we are trying to strengthen our backs so that we can take the braces. I got gotcha. you. I
2: got gotcha. you. So you know what? The the, uh, the irony of this is that, you know, one of our big sponsors, of course, as you know by now is, uh, is very desk and the whole idea behind, I'm not doing a commercial. I'm just doing, uh, I'm just connecting everything is, um, you know, the, the desk where you can, you can choose to sit or to, to, to stand yep. and even very desk, they don't recommend standing all day and neither does Dr. Stork. And here's Dr. Stork again with Connie.
4: If I've learned one thing in medicine, it's, it's all about balance. So if sitting is bad for you, it doesn't mean that literally standing 24, 4 hours a day is the solution. So, I think the key is just periodically getting up out of your chair, stretching those muscles, do a posture check every time you, you stand go, up. You Make sure you're engaging your core, and if you do that, again, occasionally getting up and maybe walking to the water cooler instead of sending an email, go and talk to your coworker. That alone, doing a hands-free phone call, I think can negate a lot of the negatives of sitting for prolonged periods.
0: I had a I had a moment like that today. I was doing a conference call, um, and in the middle of it, I just started to have this internal panic attack that I needed to start moving, and I couldn't sit anymore. Mm -hmm. And I I just I had to start walking around. I and it was it was it was much the irritation of people on the on the call, but I had no choice. I had that exact moment where he's like, I just knew that my body was sitting for too
3: long, and I had to. Well, now you understand why John never takes a phone call sitting. Yeah, he yeah. does if it, you know, a conference call that's about fifteen minutes. He will have walked at least two miles. Yeah, yeah. The he, problem is
2: people people think that there's something wrong with me because I get out of breath. <laughs> oh, poor John! He can't even sit still for a phone uh, call uh, without getting out of breath. Uh, uh, yeah. He must be in terrible shape. One of the things that we've been uh, dealing with uh, lately is that we've been we've told you before we've been on this ketogenic diet, and what happens. And Gibb going to give you the science behind this because we're going to talk about dehydration and we talk about how dehydration is connected to everything, including, including weight gain, brain fog, all this stuff. But um, migraines, with, my right? Migraines. Yeah, sure, you bet. Yeah, uh, really bad decisions too. So, so uh, stand by because we're gonna we're gonna have uh, uh, the uh, interview with uh, Dr. Rashini Raj. But but with the ketogenic diet, you're not eating carbs, and so how does it work? Where where Gibb, where you you have less? Your body isn't water, retaining fluid. Yeah, so
0: carbs, carbs have water with them. And, they, and the glycogen and the sugar in your blood actually has... I, I don't fully understand it either. I'm, believe it or not, I'm not actually a biochemist. <laughs> um, but there's something about the carbs holding, helping you retain water that you no longer are able to do. So you, I, I get very thirsty and I need electrolytes constantly while we're doing this diet. Uh, because again, I'm having almost no, no carbohydrates. Just a lot but of fat. sometimes
3: I get dehydrated before I get thirsty or realize that I'm thirsty. Yeah, so there you, are other signs he, um, she talks about, about um, figuring out that you are dehydrated. One of them is headaches, I believe. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I try to drink about, an a, about a gallon of water a day, which is, uh, which is just not that hard, but you definitely have to be focused and try to do
3: it. It's a lot of water.
2: So, Rashini Raj, uh, the doc from, uh, not only is she a, a professor at NYU School of Medicine, but she's also, you see her on the Today Show all the time.
3: And Dr. Oz.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Connie asked Dr. Raj to share some warning signs of uh, of dehydration. So here we go with that.
5: So there are some signs of dehydration that many people know, things like when you're feeling very thirsty um, or if you start to urinate less, that's a sign of dehydration because your body's really holding on to that fluid rather than letting you pee it out. Uh, but other signs of dehydration that you may not be aware of include things like bad breath, headaches, muscle cramps, feeling sleepy, um, having nausea, or even if you kind of pinch your skin and see that it doesn't bounce back the way it oh, normally wow. does, that's another sign that your body is dehydrated.
3: Wow, I had no idea. They're both pinching themselves. Uh, of course. Who, uh,
0: when these doctors describe something, are you not testing whatever they're saying on yourself at the exact same moment? Of, of, course. Course. of course. Yeah, so yeah, uh, my, my skin is fine, but I've also been pounding water all day.
2: Yeah, there's that thing. You know, you know, and you want
3: your urine to be clear.
2: Right, not right, dark. right. And I think, you, I think you said this before, before we, we hit the interview, Con, it, um, that uh, the way the thirst process works in your brain is that by the time, I've heard this before many times, by the time you feel thirsty, I'm already, you're, you're sometimes, already, yeah, I'm yeah, already dehydrated. You're already dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Well, you, they, they say the three C's for uh, going to the bath for urination when you're backpacking, so you make sure you're not dehydrated, are clear, copious, and frequent.
2: Ooh, very nice. you know, the last yeah. one's not a
0: C. That's what they. That's what they, I remember that from backpacking and Boy Scouts.
2: Did you yes. say? Excuse yeah.
3: me. Excuse me. That's a, not a C.
2: No, because I'm not Captain Literal like <laughs> you are. <laughs> Said, excuse me. I'm a. Uh, I'm a an Eagle Scout. Hmm. Uh, of course, one of our favorite guests, because we are so concerned about germs, is uh, Dr. Charles Gerba. Um, Dr. Germ. You've heard him before on the, this podcast. He is a microbiologist from the University of Arizona. Um, and so, yeah, whenever we talk about all these, you know, this germs here, this germs here, this germs there, is there something? that we shouldn't be worry, worried about. And this brings up your in-laws, uh, Gib, because, you know, <laughs> because your uh, your your mother-in-law listens to the is radio show all the time. She's and a nurse. she's
3: a nurse, yeah.
2: Yes, and she's always giving me a hard time because she's like, you know, you're, 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 you're driving making everybody paranoid. You're driving people away from, from germs. So it, her, her party line is? Is let kids play in the dirt and
0: expose yourself to germs so you have the immune system you need when you come ag- across real big, bad germs.
3: Yeah, she got me in a lot of trouble. I had your oldest, who was crawling at the time, um, in a doctor's waiting room, and I had had her on the floor because your mother-in-law told me to do that. There we go. And someone in the waiting room just started attacking me for allowing this little baby to be on the floor with all the germs. But I've tried to explain. I didn't know
0: that story. Yes. Yeah, I think you're not allowed I said, to watch the kids anymore.
2: <laughs> but you know, I heard on Connie Selica's Intelligence for Your Health show... That kids we now know who suck their thumbs longer than other other mm-hmm. kids, their then, immune system they're, 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 may be a little better. This exactly. Is the, this is the thing. This is the exposing
0: themselves to the germs. That's what that's what my mother in law is so about. So you
3: take the money you save on going to the doctor for antibiotics and spend it on orthodontics.
2: So are there germs we shouldn't be worried about, Doctor Gerba?
6: Well, you don't really have to worry about. You know, interesting, uh, money is probably one you don't have to worry oh. about. A lot of people are concerned about money because it's being transferred from people to people. But copper, silver uh, are substances that are in coins that will inactivate microorganisms. But also, we found in our studies, germs are very poorly transmitted by money. They don't really come off the money, they stick to the money. Uh, but they don't come off, so you can feel pretty safe for handling all the money you want from what Mm -hmm. we've seen. Also, any kind of material with a lot of clothing that's dry uh, usually don't pick up many germs from those areas. Uh, So certain substances like cloth materials, money, are really things you don't really have to worry about picking up germs. When it comes to germs, a general rule of thumb in terms of picking them up is that hard surfaces are much more of a problem than soft surfaces. Mm Sure. Because the
0: germs are in the soft surfaces, they don't come off the soft surfaces. Is that his point?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah.
0: All right, so now I don't have to worry. Now you, I, I have to give you all the money that I stole from you back in order to keep you away from germs,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, which I'm bummed about.
2: I love to ask these uh, these experts. You know, um, so is there anything uh, that that you won't? Uh, You know, ask them personally. You know, would you feed this to your kid, or would you? How would you treat your 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 father? You know, so sometimes they're
0: really reluctant to say that because you know, they oh, this is the clinical thing, but this is what I do. Like, oh, you're supposed to eat a well balanced diet, but all I eat is walnuts and blueberries and you know, whatever.
3: (laughs) Well, the next thing that he's about to tell us that he won't do anymore because he knows better. I do in this house, and I I know I haven't stopped doing it, and it's really interesting. Don't I will. Don't say what it is. Okay, okay. okay. is, listen, it, is
2: it drinking out of the toilet? <laughs> are,
3: are, 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 I have stuff.
2: Any other guesses? Here we go. Here's Dr. Gerba, what he won't do.
6: From my behavior, how I change, I won't use a, a grocery carts unless I disinfect them or use a hand sanitizer afterwards because we found as many of them, 80% of them, have E. coli on it. There's been some recent studies done that showed that children are at greater risk of getting certain bacterial infections if you put them in a shopping cart when you go grocery shopping. Uh, the other area where back E. coli grows very well is in liquid soap dispensers that are refillable. You know, those kind you can refill. Oh, the this is in. the yeah. one. Uh, this is not the sealed one. They're at the factory. Well, E. coli grows into millions in those uh, dispensers. And if you wash your hands with those, you get millions of
5: E. coli on them. So those are two things I, I, I don't do anymore.
0: That's did good you know that? that for uh, you, Dr. Gerba. But <laughs> for those of us that can't afford de- decorative uh, to replenish our decorative soap display for our guest bathroom, you guess what? You're getting a coli. No,
3: no. It's the opposite. He's saying when you, when you refill the decorative No, I know. But
0: it, so what's the alternative? Is to, to throw it away l- and buy new ones. It, I can't do that.
3: Well, they're not so pretty, but to just buy the ones that are sealed. Yeah. That's his point.
2: Yeah. Dr. Gerba made an appearance, uh, I think it was last year, um, on the Today Show. They did a little deal with him, and they, and they said, hey, would you please swab a bunch of stuff? and oh no, uh, thank you yeah and the uh, the dirtiest thing that he found in a in, in a in a family household was the inside of those rubber duckies in the um, oh yeah. The, yeah in the bathtub yeah. oh you can see the
0: mold growing in those things oh uh, yeah I thought it was gonna be Matt he Lauer's makeup sponge that that was gonna be the germiest thing that he found wow. but look I I, I the, the the refillable soap dispenser thing I mean that's I've got a built-in refillable soap dispenser I don't know what to do about that <laughs> I use it it's in right. my kitchen yeah. and you know what Dr. Gerber I'm gonna keep using it um, well give,
3: clean it give some clean it before I come it's over it's got soap
0: in there I'm not even going to tell you. I'm not even going to tell you which soap, where the soap came from. But the, the, bleach it. I know. That's the thing is you guys got to constantly be using bleach and alcohol on all these surfaces. Um, Gibbs so
2: mad right now.
0: Well, I, I, just because, you know, he takes all the fun out of everything. I can't, I can't use my decorative soap dispensers, and that's very important to me, apparently. I didn't realize until I heard this how important decorative soap dispensers were to my life, but apparently they're really important to me.
2: So coming up in just a moment, uh, one of our favorites, and certainly one of the favorites on, uh, on Connie's show, is Dr. Ramadi Durvasila. Um, and, and again, we, we like asking these doctors the, you know, the personal um, questions about their, about their personal journeys. And in her book, she talks about her own weight loss struggle. Um, so Dr. Romney lost over 80 pounds, Con? Mm, yep, yeah. 80 pounds. And she's kept it off. Wow. That's a uh, Backstreet yeah, yeah, Boy. Yeah. She lost a whole Backstreet Boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're going to hear what was her breaking point and how she turned her health around in, in just a moment. Today's Intelligence for Your Life podcast is brought to you by. Uh, gosh, one of my I, I love it when there's a device that I actually use. That you it's love very, that you evangelize. Con and I both very desk. And yeah, we just yeah. talked
3: about it just yep, a little while yep, ago.
2: Yep, yep, yeah. So um, this is the device that allows you to make the decision whether you want to sit or you want to stand. And we know that sitting is its own. It helps it's you own, do both. Yes,
0: you can get a variety of different kinds of desks. You can get the kind that you actually you know that's a whole new desk, or you can get. One of the Veridesk items that you just put—it's a new desk surface that then sits on your regular desk, which is what at, I have. And then you can lift it up when it's time when you feel like standing, and you can put it back down. It is absolutely incredible. Uh, you you had to you've used yours when you had your back before you had your back yep. surgery. Yep. Um, it is it is a it is core and t- and tantamount or paramount to your existence doing the radio it show is, and doing is. this podcast yeah. is using a Veridesk. Yeah.
2: All you got to do is go to Veridesk.com slash podcast Veridesk.com slash Podcast, and it's a, it's an amazing uh, website, and you're gonna you're gonna see all the different kinds that uh, that, that you can get. They this started is more, just one
0: hundred and seventy five dollars, right? Yeah, and think yeah,
2: about how yeah. much money people spend to quit smoking.
0: Sitting is the new smoking. So, one hundred seventy-five dollars yeah. is your start to getting rid of the smoking in your life that is sitting. That's well said. If,
2: and if you've never, if you've never seen this, this is one of those things that would win Shark Tank like in a second, right? Yeah, it doesn't yes. need Shark Tank though because right. everybody loves it's beyond
3: it. Beyond that, but yeah. what I love about it is when I do feel like standing, I used to bend over, right. And then hurt right. my back yeah. because my desk is so low and I'm so tall. So it helps me stand and not have to bend over. I
2: love the thing where you grab it. You grab those little, those little. And you handles, pull it up. And you pull everything comes up. All five of my monitors right. and you know it's and my little bobbleheads. They all it's come got up. Great balance, so it comes it really up really does. easily. It really does. Hey, Gib, will you tell? Okay, okay, so one more time. So varidesk.com slash podcast. And will you tell Khan about, uh, about Plate Joy? Because this really fits into what we're, we're all about with our family. Right, so we talk
0: all the time about eating better, right? But a lot of times it's really hard to know what you're supposed to be eating. Well, Plate Joy will actually work with you to come up with a customized meal plan that comes to you every single day. It's got a meal planner. It makes the eating healthy. Easier for you. So you don't so, have to
2: make all these meals now all the no. time. It, you can,
0: and wow. you can say what your, your health goals are and, and what your taste preferences are. Do you and prepare it will it? Send you, it do So you get, you can do paleo, you can do low carb, you can do gluten free, vegan, vegetarian. They send you the ingredients and then you make the item for yourself. So it reduces your food costs because you don't throw away food when you go when you go uh, grocery shopping. I, I'm a bad grocery shopper. I overbuy or I underbuy. So I either run out of food before the week is up, or I have so much food that I end up throwing most of it away. So I love plate joy. They're in 30 cities, they will deliver to you. Um, they will only deliver to you in, in those 30 cities. So you go to platejoy.com and you can try 10 days of meals for free. As, I mean,
3: oh, you know, I remember when you were so excited you were going home to cook dinner I for Janine. I know,
0: I know, uh, yes. Yeah. And that's because I, I'm not a great cook. I'm not good at knowing what I'm supposed to buy in order to make a meal. I love the frozen food aisle. This is better for me than the frozen food <laughs> aisle, and it all comes to my door. That we have such healthy sponsors? So if you, use, <laughs> if you use offer code TESH, by the way, you'll save $10 on your membership. You get those first 10 days free. Once again, that's platejoy.com. You put in offer code TESH. You get... Free food for 10 days. You might as well do that, yeah. and you get $10 off yeah. going don't, forward. Don't
2: put in offer code CELICA because you'll never be able to spell it. <laughs> you know, nobody, can ever get, nobody can ever get through that. Okay, as promised, we're going to hear from uh, Dr. Ramani Durvasila, a favorite on uh, Connie's health show. She's a clinical psychologist and professor of psychology, but she uses uh, these tools, her education to study food and our relationship with it. And I mentioned, as we were teasing this piece, kind did, I did not know that she had lost 80 pounds herself, that she had used her psychology on herself to, to, to basically reshape her body.
3: Well, she didn't realize she was gaining the weight until she got to one point, and um, she'll tell us about it. But the great part is that she has kept it off.
2: Yeah, here we go.
1: In my own personal weight loss story, which I outline in the book, I have lost over 80 pounds, and I've kept them off for over five years. Every day has been a struggle. That's one thing I tell people is that, oh, one day you lose all the weight, and it's just a walk in the park. Not only is it not a walk in the park, in some ways it's harder to keep it off because the temptations and the stressors are all there. But in my particular story, the tipping point for me had been sort of a really big aha moment. My younger daughter became very, very sick, and many, many things in my life weren't going well. My marriage wasn't going well. My job wasn't going well. My daughter was sick. I felt like everything was going wrong. Then it came time I had to go out to an event. I put on a dress. The dresses literally started tearing when I put them on my body because I'd gotten so big. I thought I weighed around 160. I weighed over 200 pounds. I thought, when did this happen? I completely became disconnected from my body from myself and i was using food to numb and i thought let me take this on one day at a time i'm not going to tell anyone and see how this goes i thought how hard can this be i'm going to change right. what i eat i'm going to add some activity in my life i'm going to do it gradually and see where it gets me it took me 17 months and i lost 85 pounds hey, no surgery amazing. no pills no special diet no trainer just sensible exercise sensible eating and being aware listening to my body yeah, yeah. and taking my time yeah. and being more mindful.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah that's that's, your, so that's your point about being aware.
2: Yeah. You know, there's, there is that there's a psychology speaking of, uh, of psychology. There is a, a, a thought, a feeling that if you keep telling everybody that you're going to lose weight and you're going to lose a, the, you the, feel the, like the, you've the, already done
3: it. Yep, You you're feel right. like you've already yeah, done it. So do it slowly. Right. Yeah. Don't have to tell anybody just do it slowly. And you're aware of it. And I think that's
0: well, and it, that worked for her. I think there are other people where they like they, the opposite is true, where they 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 need the supports. system, they need to name a goal and 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 name the goal to their friends and have their friends help them hold them accountable to it. Like, I'm going to run the marathon, and then they know when they see their friend again, if they don't if they if they aren't training for the marathon, their friend's gonna say, How's training going? and they're gonna have to say, I'm not training for it. That's a motivator, but for Dr. DeVosla, clearly just subtly doing it on her own was the way and i'm actually that way i am i am the Dravasla way i like to do the thing where i just i make changes and i wait for their effects to take place and let people either notice them or i just i just improve my i just improve myself as opposed to needing to needing to tell everybody ahead of time but some people really need that 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 validation. okay okay, okay. that's a great speech
2: so anyway so I, I i absolutely believe that you're like that you're a very humble person and, uh, and you don't ever declare, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. However, we were just on vacation. Well, we were on, va- on a chemo vacation, if you've been following along. We all got and together. We all got together and we were in a hotel room and yeah. watching me be sick. And, uh, and Gib has really sort of launched himself into Navy SEAL mode. He looks amazing. You're very He's kind. working out for like two hours a day. But we have had to cover all of the mirrors and reflective surfaces. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> That it's has so nothing, true.
0: that it's is so, so, so oh, I may No 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 I am not saying that that's not true. I when I sometimes if I if I notice the results I'm very happy with them. <laughs> sometimes, However, sometimes. Ha, okay, often if I notice the results I'm very happy with them. However, and this is important, I made the changes without telling anybody I was starting this yes, new you program. Did. Yes, you did. That's my point. now at yes. the results I'm you know, I'm walking around with you know, I never wear more than a tank top anymore. <laughs> But as yeah. I, as I, a tank I tough. as I embarked on the as I embarked on my
2: process, <laughs> I, throw I, it, was, it was something I just did on my own.
3: On the beach.
2: Yeah. Well, you do I mean you do look amazing. Do. And for those of you who are casting anything with military in it, I mean he just <laughs> he looks looks he looks he looks, he looks, he looks, he looks incredible. Can we just uh, have another uh, soundbite? Do you mind Connie from uh, from uh, from Romani? Because um this love is her the st-
3: one about her take on
1: reality TV.
2: Right, yeah. And, so and its damage to us, which yeah. I love. Well, it's really popular. Let's see what let's see what the expert has to say.
1: I think reality TV has actually changed the entire game of psychopathology in wow. our entire society. Whoa. We have now incentivized or reward traits that maybe just 10 to 15 years ago were the hallmark of a person requiring treatment or diagnosis. Now, those people are making tens of millions of dollars. That's crazy we are reinforcing the better. this. And then we, we act surprised when we see people behave badly. And it's fueling the sense of, well, if I'm the biggest one, the baddest one, and the noisiest one, I will get rewarded for this behavior, and I don't care who I take down in the process. So altogether, I think what reality TV has done, because increasingly it's going into a space of let's reward bad behavior, is that kids, young adults, and even adults are saying bad behavior is the path to success. And so we have really become a society that's, in essence, really lost its moral compass. And I really think mean has become the new black. Like, to be mean is what's going to cause success. And we're in a world where bullying has become more and more endemic. I just think it's because you can't turn on a television without seeing people treat each other badly.
3: This is so dangerous.
0: Yeah, I I agree. But, you know, it's really funny because one of the things, having gone to a lot of comedy schools and comedy classes... One of the first things they beat out of you, uh, pun intended, is that is that you don't make fun of people. That's not where the funny is. And it's it's, it's something that that amateur comedians really, really go for is to be harsh and critical and, and behave in the way that she's describing. And the best comedians rise out of that and find ways find ways to comment on society that's funny as opposed to just being mean but to somebody. But she's not
3: talking about comedians, she's talking about reality. No, TV.
0: I know, but I but she's talking about how bullying is endemic and so what reality TV does is it enforces that concept that that mean is what sells and and people never evolve out of just being mean. They never find that other voice. And, and why now, do
3: you think this is why did why did it come to this?
0: cuz it's you know it's it's so it's so broadly entertaining. I mean, uh, look, I, I, there are plenty of reality shows and I do, I do not like that kind of conflict reality TV. However, if I'm, if I'm home and that is on television, it is really hard to look away. So I totally understand the draw of it, but we have to, as a society, make a choice that we're going to rise above that kind of behavior.
2: Well, one of our favorite uh, speakers, uh, you know, authors, coaches, is, uh, is a gentleman named Andrew Womack. And um, you can find him online. And he's always talking about you have, if, if more than ever now, if we don't renew our minds, and he, of course, is pretty adamant about renewing your mind with, uh, with, with biblical He's scripture. He's also
3: very adamant about not watching as the stomach turns. Well,
2: now, as he, as he, as he calls it. But it, it is that thing. Given you and I have talked about this before, where you know, we're, 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 what are we letting? You become what you become, what, what you, you think in. about most yeah. of the time, right? right, right? Of course. Yeah. You, you, you actually, as a man, thinks so. So he is from James Allen's book. I'm a cheeseburger, so, right? <laughs> so, so the more we let them, you just said it more eloquently than I'm, I'm about to say it. But the more we let that stuff into our ears and into our eyes, the more it becomes our baseline, and then, uh-huh. we, and then we go from there. Yeah, and then and that's and that's what you that's what you imitate because life, Im, art imitates
0: life, imitates art, imitates life. So you start watching that on television before. There were people, there were, I know this is kind of bad, but there were gatekeepers. There were, there were people whose aesthetics were used in order to make those character flaws part of a narrative. Like, I mean, just, I'm, I'm just thinking of, of soap operas, right? Soap operas preceded, uh, preceded reality TV in this sort of conflict genre. And those, those writers had consequences for actions. On reality TV, we don't always see the consequences for the actions. There's no broader narrative that it's a part of. It's just the conflict. And when you, when, you, when you embrace just the conflict, it can absolutely get into your head, and then that can be the thing, and that can be the kind of diva behavior that you think is acceptable and funny and entertaining when you're around your friends, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's really damaging. I agree with her 100%. Are you
3: talking more about conflict talk shows?
0: No, I'm talking about the conflict on reality. Like there's, there are conflict reality shows where you have families in conflict, where it's, the whole thing is about having multiple personalities, pun intended, that, that, that conflict with each other. And that's, that's what the cast and directors go for.
2: And for those of you who are following along, you know, Gib has a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a seven-month-old? Yes, yeah, so plenty He's seven-month-old. of conflict yeah, in my and, house. And, and Connie is, of course, their, their, their grandmother. So we are really, as a family... And you are their grandfather. I am. And we're, we, we are, as a family... Watching these kids live in this world, mm-hmm. and, and you guys have really done a good job so far of course, yeah, of, uh, of keeping this stuff uh, away from them. But but you know, uh, I'm gonna to go too far down a wormhole here. But but it's uh, you know what happens when they start interacting with their friends and, and we're not around. Yeah, right? we're starting to yeah. feel that. Yeah. and I don't, and yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's segue to uh, sleep specialist Dr. Michael Bruce real
0: quickly. And by the way, a great segue is when my kids don't get enough sleep; they really embrace the conflict. Yeah, and I think
2: that's true for <laughs> all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, he told us a couple episodes ago about how drinking water in the morning gives us more energy than a cup of coffee. But since his latest book, uh, "The Power of When," I love this book, is all about finding the best time to do certain things. So when is the best time to get to go Gib to the dentist? Is not is, gonna like this. One. When is the best time to get to get a get a shot? Connie knows what's coming, and, and I don't. Um, and so Connie asked him the question: Is there a best time
3: to start drinking your coffee? Gib so likes to do Jen it right is speaking away.
2: speaking, about an hour and a half to two hours after you've
5: woken up um, mm. is the best time, and here's why. It's all based on biology. In order to pull the brain out of an unconscious state, you need two hormones. You need cortisol and adrenaline, and those are actually quite high when you wake up in the morning. Adding coffee right after you wake up, it's, it's really like adding weak tea to cocaine. It, it really doesn't do a whole lot of Thanks. good. Um, Thanks. So by waiting for about an hour and a half to two hours, as your cortisol starts to come down, you, what you'll find— is that in fact caffeine can then help lift it up? So maybe an hour and a half to two hours after you wake up. So if you're waking up at six thirty, you know maybe having your first cup of coffee around eight thirty or, or even nine o'clock is going to be much more of a benefit for you than trying to have it right at the beginning because again, it's just not going to give you the energy effects you're looking for.
2: All right. Jim.
0: Well, okay. So here's the thing. First of all, I don't care what you say, Doctor Bruce. I'm going to have my coffee whenever I want to have mm-hmm. my coffee. Um, but I've actually started doing this. Uh, what he what he's talking about. I get up at about five. And I don't have coffee. I go right to the gym and I work out for about 90 minutes. And when I get back, that's when I make coffee. So I do actually naturally have my coffee now about two hours after mm-hmm. I wake up. And is it better? Uh, it's great. I love my coffee and I have it when I have it. So I'm fine. But but for me, you know, getting to the gym is the number one thing. Let's, However, I'm cheating because I do take a pre-workout shake before mm-hmm. I go and I have a ton eight. of caffeine in <laughs> So I'm you know,
3: definitely cheating. Uh, Dr. Bruce has a little quiz for finding out when to do certain things, and you can check it out. It's thepowerofwhen.com. That's
2: great. And uh, I, one, one thing that uh, you've probably heard is that no matter what your uh, sleep cycle is, since uh, Dr. Bruce is a sleep specialist, whether you're an early bird or a night owl, it's generally best to get uh, to bed before midnight. Once you cross over there, you start messing uh, you know, with your circadian rhythm. So Connie asked Dr. Bruce, uh, is this true? Is there, is there really, since we're talking about best times, is there really a best time to uh, go to sleep?
5: So that's a great question, Connie. Um, and, you know, historically, we used to say that the time that you fall asleep before midnight is better than the time that you fall asleep after midnight. And, and I'll tell you where the science from that comes from. So it turns out that we have a cycle of sleep. And in our cycle, we go from stage one to stage two, down to three and four, back to two and into REM sleep. And that cycle takes about 90 minutes. And the average person has about five of those cycles throughout the night. So if you're going to bed at around you know, 10 o'clock, then you probably have at least one big cycle before midnight, maybe two, depending upon the length of your cycle. Um, but what's interesting is the distribution of each one of those stages is not even. So, in fact, stage 3-4, which is that physically restorative sleep, that wake-up-and-feel-great sleep, happens in the first third of the night. Ah. So is it better to go to bed before midnight? Well, from a physical restoration standpoint, I would say, sure. But don't forget, sleep is a lot like a baseball game. If you if you show up um, at the same time at the game time at eight o'clock, you're going to get to see the game. If you show up an hour and a half later, they're (laughs) not going to restart the game for you. Your body's kind of already been there. So I think consistency is probably a better way to look at how to improve your quality sleep than maybe sleeping before midnight or after midnight. Um, But generally speaking, uh, the average bedtime in the United States is somewhere between ten thirty and eleven o'clock. Wow, that's an average.
3: Yeah, we're early birds. Wow. Well, you know,
0: I, a, as a person with kids, I got to get to bed as early as possible because I never know what kind of night I'm going to have. <laughs> exactly. So I want to uh, get those three hours before somebody you know throws up in their bed or has a nightmare and I don't get to sleep for the rest of the night.
3: And it's interesting because we were just at the doctor for you this morning. And, for me. Yeah, yeah. And you were telling him that you were having a problem because you were getting up so early. You were waking up yeah, so I'm early. like, hey,
2: doc, I think I need a I sleep aid. And I, he
3: said, so uh, what time are you going to bed? And he figured I said... You're getting plenty of sleep.
2: Well, I said, I said, let's uh, give everybody I, those times. I, I, said, I, I said, I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning and I've got cold sweats. Right. Can I get something to, to help me out? And he goes, uh, he goes, well, what time are you going to bed? Right. And so I said, nine o'clock. He goes, you're getting great. six hours. He <laughs> <laughs> said, hey, thanks for going. I'm so happy I went to
0: the doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh.
0: I mean, that's, that's the thing, though. I'm up at, you know, I, I'm often up at 3 a.m. with, with, with tired and sick kids. But if I get to bed by 930, I'm okay. I'm okay.
2: Your uh, your youngest, your little, uh, your infant uh, was hilarious. I, I woke up at three o'clock when we were uh, all together a mm-hmm. couple couple of days ago, and um, he was up. I was. I sat in the li- in the living room, and uh, I made myself some coffee. And all of a sudden, because uh, a little coffee maker there in the place where we were staying, a lowest I heard ba 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 ba. Yeah, like, does that ta- happen every
0: night? He, it does. He starts talking to himself. We hear it on the baby monitor. And eventually, eventually it goes from talking to being upset. And then you just to give him his pacifier again. He rolls right over and goes to sleep. But he has to talk it out. In the middle of the night, he just talks to the little sheep that hang over his crib.
3: <laughs> have you heard him say "Dad, I have.
0: <laughs> I have heard him say dada, but he won't repeat it in front of other people.
2: You know, I, the other day when he was here in the, in the studio, I, I, I'm, I'm playing with him. He's trying to stand up, of course. And I, have him, I had him in his little outfit that you put in. I had him sitting on, um, on my very desk.
0: Oh. oh, what
2: a great segue to remind you that today's show is brought to you by Veridesk and uh, it's um, not only do kids love going up and down on it, but you can, you, right. you can fortune 500 companies
0: love it for their employees. Why? Right, right, right. Because sitting is the new is the new smoking. When we go visit our sponsors, uh, even if it's not Veridesk nine times out of 10, about half of the employees have Veridesk on their desk. It allows them to sit or stand um, throughout the day, which is the healthiest thing you can do for yourself. We've talked about it. Dr. Stork talked about it literally on today's show, and he's a genius. Um, he's an a you know, it's so so if he's doing it, Here's and you the man know man it's crush right. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But I have I but he, if he likes Veridesk, then I like Veridesk, and Veridesk is absolutely incredible. So if you would like to quit smoking, aka quit sitting, then you need to go to veridesk.com slash podcast. That's V-A-R-I-D-E-S-K dot com slash podcast. C-A-S-T. You can get the original Verides. They have models starting as low as $175. So go ahead and check that out.
2: Yeah, and, and a reminder that it doesn't force you to stand up. You can just make your decision. You move you can it can up and it. down. You halfway, you can crouch. You know, It's but, like, like the Grand Old Duke crouch. York. <laughs> Whatever you want. Thanks so much for joining us for today's uh, podcast. Please make sure you go to iTunes and uh, subscribe and give us a, a, a nice review. You love doing this show, don't you, Con?
1: It's this so little- much fun <laughs> to be in the
3: studio with the two of you. <laughs>
2: Don't forget, you can communicate with Connie. She's uh, at Connie Selica, and that's S-E-L-L-E-C-C-A, at Gib Gerard, and I am at John Tesh. You can also uh, find us on our our Facebook page, and uh, we will. I I think I'll be fine next week. I don't think I'm, I I don't think we're, I'm not having any more chemicals put on my body between now and next week, so we should be good. One day at a time. Yeah, Yeah, one day at a time. This is the Intelligence Fair Life podcast. Thanks for joining us.
3: With the grace of God.